Hello and welcome to Get Doing Things. This is another episode and this is episode 76. I've called this episode How I Live in a Bubble and Prosper. So yesterday in episode 75, I spoke about living in a bubble and why it's so important to live in bubbles these days and why living in a bubble is not a bad thing and why we should all strive to live in a bubble. And when I was talking about that, I was specifically talking about things like consuming less news, living a free life, getting rid of the stupid people around you, avoiding pointless drama and other things like that. I realised when I got to the end of that episode that I never actually mentioned how I live in a bubble. The whole reason for me to do the episode in the first place was for me to talk about the reason why I live in a bubble and I never actually mentioned it and the episode ran on a little long so I never got a chance to talk about it. So today I am back with episode 76 to actually talk about the tactics and the techniques that I use to try and live in a bubble. I think the first thing I want to say before I get into any of the other points that I've got is that really the way I tend to live in a bubble the most is because I surround myself by doing work that I want to do. I only do the things that I want to do. That is the kind of the overarching thing in my entire life. It's taken me a very long time to learn that. It's a very long time, a very long time. And still sometimes these days I still don't get to always do the only things that I want, obviously. Sometimes demands are asked of me and I've got to do things that I don't want to do. And when that happens, I try and look at it with a bit of a stoic mindset and just say, well, so what? This is fate. This is going to happen. I've got to do it. And I'm just going to get on with it and do it. But the rest of the time, when I can actively choose what I want to do in my life, and that's actually probably 99.9% of the things that I do in my life. And your life is the same. Even if you think right now, and you're going to listen to what I'm going to say, you're going to think, well, Craig, your life is easier than mine because you get to pick everything that you want to do. You work for yourself and because of that you can do what you want. Well, let me just say that I didn't just suddenly discover working for myself. It wasn't just plopped on my lap. I didn't just, somebody didn't just come up to me one day and say, hey Craig, do you want to start a business and here's the formula for starting a business. I had to actively make the choice to start a business along with a couple of other people. I had to make the choice to start a business with a few other people. Then I had to make the choice to continue to do that for the last seven, nearly eight years. And then I had to have to make choices daily, weekly, monthly and yearly to continue to prosper and to continue to do that thing. So I've made all of those choices to make that happen. And you can make all those choices too. So let's start with point one, the things that I want to mention about how I live in a bubble. The first thing I've mentioned a couple of times, and I mentioned it yesterday, is the fact that I specifically and purposefully avoid news. I used to be a complete news junkie, and even now I've still got notifications turned on for two news apps on my phone, which is Guardian and BBC News. But actually what I find myself doing more often these days, and probably since the last year or something, maybe the last six months, is I actually just swipe away the notifications. If I see something that I'm interested in, I'll look at it. But I swipe away probably 80% of the notifications because the majority of it's just rubbish. It's just turgid rubbish that I just don't need to know about. So I try to spend my entire life avoiding news. It's one of the biggest changes that I made to my life. One of the most vital things I did, I think, because when I did that, suddenly I wasn't so negative anymore. Suddenly I wasn't consuming all this endless negativity. I wasn't consuming all the death and all the badness and all 
the people talking about Brexit all the time and I wasn't consuming politics, even though I'm still interested in politics, I'm still interested in Brexit and I'm still interested in all of the kind of cross-section with it, but I only consume it when I choose to consume it. I don't get it forced on me. I go in with a mindset thinking, right, I'm going to check out what the political landscape is now. I'm going to find out what's going on with Brexit and then I'm in the right mind frame when I get to it. So I can I can consume it how I want to consume it. And then point two is I've culled a lot of my Twitter followers. Um, this is an ongoing process because I follow, or till very recently, I followed nearly 500 people. So it's taken me a while to get through all my Twitter followers. But it's something I, I kind of do every couple of days and every couple of weeks that I go back through my Twitter followers and think... Is that person valuable to me? No. If a person is negative to me, if if I have spot someone moaning on my Twitter timeline or whinging or anything like that, I unfollow them immediately because I just I don't want the whingers and I don't want the moaning on my timeline. I don't want the negativity. I don't mute people. I just unfollow them. I just get them out of my life. It's just an easier way to live. And then kind of point three, which is following on from that, which is also social media, I unfollow people on Facebook. I can't always unfriend people on Facebook because it's usually family that are endlessly negative and they're moaning at me. So I just unfollow them and then I never see them again. And I very rarely go on Facebook and consume the Facebook timeline. I find it it's full of crap the majority of the time. I don't have the, the time or the mental energy to go onto Facebook and turn my timeline into something that I find useful. And you're probably sat there thinking right now, well, Craig, why don't you just get rid of your Facebook account? Well, in an ideal world, I would, but I can't because I use it for work. I manage people's Facebook accounts, um, you know, business profiles, and I, I do a lot of stuff with Facebook and it's a vital tool for marketing. So I kind of need to keep using it, but I keep it at arm's length and I only, again, only consume it when I want to. I don't wake up the first thing on a morning and consume Facebook. I do that regularly with Twitter, but Twitter, because of the way I've got it set up, it's not negative. It's only positive people. I follow a lot of positive people, and when I'm opening up Twitter on a morning, I'm hit with a lot of positivity, which I think is really important. And then number four, I only hang around with people I care about and I want to spend time with. This is probably either a really weird idea to you or a really obvious idea. I'll let you figure out which one you are. So if I don't enjoy spending time with somebody, I don't spend time with them. It's as simple as that. If I I only work with people that I like, which I'm really lucky to do, we only employ people at Genius Division that we like. We've got a good community at Genius Division. I've got a good community of friends and I am not friends or acquaintances with anybody that I do not like. I spend no time with anybody that I don't like. So if I spend time with you, obviously I like you. If I don't, then I don't. I only spend time with people that can enrich my life, that I can have a good conversation with and that I think are worthwhile people. I know that sounds really obvious, but a lot of people in life spend time working in jobs where they're surrounded by people they don't like and they've got to stay professional and they've got to get along with them and that kind of mentality and working like that and working with people that you don't like can have a really negative effect on your life and it can be really difficult to deal with. And and again, I'm lucky that I've chosen to make my life the other way, that I only spend time with people that I care about. Number five, I only do the activities I want to 
which I think is really important as well. I mentioned this at the very beginning. I only do the things that I want to do. I only do the activities I want to do as well. When I don't enjoy doing something a genius division anymore, I don't do it. And when I don't enjoy doing something personally anymore, even though I set myself these challenges, I don't do it. There's a difference between enjoying something to the day-to-day. So when I'm doing a challenge, there is days where I don't enjoy things. And that is normal and that is part of the process. That is part of the process of extreme production. But when something goes beyond that, when I realise that I don't enjoy doing something anymore, ever, I don't do it anymore. No matter what it is, even if it's a skill that I've built up over years, I just don't do it anymore because if I don't enjoy it, what's the point? What is the point? Life is too short to do things you don't enjoy doing and life is too short to do things that you don't want to do. I carry around a key ring that says memento mori on it. It's a Latin phrase for remember you're going to die. And and I know it's it's a bit it's a bit sad. <laughs> it's it's a bit grim, I guess, but it's a stoic philosophy of always meditating on the fact that you were going to die and you don't know when you're going to die. So why would you spend time in your life doing things that you don't enjoy doing when you could potentially die tomorrow? That is the whole philosophy behind Memento Mori. Number six, I prioritise health and exercise. This is something that I've done for five or six years now. It completely transformed my life in so many ways. It gave me more energy. It obviously made my clothes fit better. It gave me more confidence. It gave me everything. It gave me a new lease of life. And now that is the whole reason why I can produce things to the extreme. It's why I can get up like I did it this morning at 5.45am, go to the gym, go to work, come home, do a podcast, write some of my book, write a blog article and continue doing things until about 10pm tonight. And it's currently 20 to 7, so I've still got some time to go. So I've still got some time to go. That's the reason why I can continue to do all that stuff and not get burnt out and not get overfaced by it all because I am fit and I am healthy and I spend time prioritising health and exercise. At least two hours of every single day of my life is spent exercising or being healthy. So eating healthy, exercising in some way, even if that's just walking up the stairs at work or just going out for a quick walk or walking to work or walking home from work. Sometimes it's the gym as well. I spend and I prioritise health and exercise. They are the most important parts of my day. Every single day, they are the most important parts of my day because my job doesn't matter at the end of the day and my career doesn't matter at the end of the day if I am poorly while I am doing it. If I am ill all the time and if if I am ill and if I am overweight and if I don't eat well, that puts me in a negative mood and it'll put you in a negative mood too and then you can't enjoy the job or the career that you've got, which is why I prioritise health and exercise over literally everything else in my life is the most important thing I do every day of my life. And then finally, quick one, I'm on seven, we're at 12 minutes so I'm going to make this quick. Seven, I read a lot of stuff, but I only read the books that I want to. So I spend a lot of my life reading. I I bought so many Kindle books last year. I don't tend to buy real books because I just prefer Kindle books. and I prefer the portability of it. So I bought a lot of books and I read a lot of books and I enjoy reading. And the reason I enjoy reading and the reason I only pick books that I think are going to make me better is because... There's so much value to be found in those kind of books. There's so much wisdom and knowledge that you can get from hundreds of years ago, even sometimes thousands of years ago, from books 
and from reading and it's why I do it. When I read stuff, it, it it goes into my brain and it kind of sits there for a little bit and then it usually comes out as wisdom in some way, in some form of my life and it's why I love reading. I've learned so much over the years reading and it's why it's such an important activity to me. So those are the seven points of how I live in a bubble and then ultimately prosper from living in a bubble. I'd say that actually it's me living in a bubble that makes me prosper more than anything else. It's not the fact that living in a bubble and prospering, it's actually me living in a bubble makes me prosper and I think it's why it's such an important thing for you to learn and hopefully to try and implement more in your life. The basics of it is, is avoiding negativity and I know that sounds a bit woo-woo and it sounds a little bit new age but it's true. If you can cut out negativity in your life in whatever method you want to choose to do it, whether you want to go live on a private island somewhere by yourself or you just want to change jobs and get out of a toxic relationship and get rid of all your friends that you don't like, although they're not friends if you don't like them, if you just want to do that or do any part of that, if you can get rid of a little bit of negativity just to begin with out of your life, you'll see your life massively improve and prosper. That was episode 76 of Get Doing Things and you can find out more information about it and the seven things I just spoke about at getdoingthings.com forward slash podcast forward slash seven six. I'm back tomorrow with another episode just like this one. In fact, it's the last episode again of the week already. It's Friday tomorrow Um, and I'm back tomorrow and I hope you join me then and thank you so much for listening as always and I'll see you soon.